The following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. We got uh, we got a veteran with us here in the studio, a, a veteran of the Tuesday night's Kiss concert. <laughs> Spent four and a half hours. Bo did getting ready, uh, makeup wise, to look like Gene Simmons, and uh, he's got the pictures to prove it. I do. And I have the uh, burn marks around my eyes for the makeup uh, kind of ruined me a little bit Tuesday night. My my face was still stinging Thursday morning. Really? After all this. Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. He's got it. pictures of, of him posing with others who attempted to pull it off. That's a good word, attempted. Now, th- there was, I, 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 first of all, I don't mean to demean anybody's efforts whatsoever, but there was a kid who did the full Gene Simmons costume, the demon costume on stage. And the kid could have been no more than six years old. If there was a costume contest, he should have won. Did he have makeup on? He had makeup on. He had everything. Had the boots. His parents went great parenting skills. I'll just say that. Yeah. (laughs) Well. But it was fun. It it must have been uh, like a comic con uh type of uh thing event you're right it was like a comic con of rock and roll yeah that that's the best way to describe it and um just people's efforts putting putting costumes together and doing that and i've, I've told people i told you earlier 
I probably did about 200 pictures with people just yeah people walking up hey can we get a picture and I didn't do the I didn't do the full Gene Demon costume I I went with Gene from the Dress to Kill album which was easy to put together was just a sport coat shirt pants yeah. there and you some go crazy looking shoes from the 70s <laughs> I wish I'd been there to see you and if anybody wants to know how I did this, the uh, vest came from the boot barn. The uh, sport coat came from Goodwill. The shirt with the French cuffs came from Peddler's Mall. The shoes came from Pops Resale. And the pants came from Dillard's. There you go. <laughs> and uh, uh, the makeup, um, the individual who did my makeup, she did a wonderful job. Yeah. She, I, I she was did a... hers first. And she went as Paul I mean, Stanley. Does does she need to uh, put her put her uh, card out there for others to 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 know how to get her in case uh, they need to be uh, made up for some sort of event? She did it like a professional. I told her. I said, "You have a second career. Yeah, in doing this." And I, people were walking up saying, "Hey, the makeup's so good." And I said, "I I can't take credit for it. She did it. Yeah, this was all her, and she did she did hers first, and then did mine." And it was about a four and a half hour process. Wow. And then she gets done. She said, now if we do this for the comic book convention, I know what I'm doing now. It won't take as long. Right. And I said, who's doing this for the comic book convention? Yeah. So so now I've got to calm down and play Van Morrison this morning. There you go. Anyway, um, here's our psalm for the morning. Psalm 37. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. That's Psalm 37. There's a lot of story. We don't have a... a guest here today uh our pr department was unable to get anybody brave enough to come on the show this week because they know how tough we are on uh them with questions things like that here's uh something that i i saw you know and and we're all deluged with calls from people we don't want to hear from why Americans are refusing to pick up the phone. This is a story by Adam Addison Nugent in the Daily Dose. New York artist Jennifer May Ryland's phone rings all the time. While that gives the impression she's a very popular lady, the constant calls she gets aren't from real people. They're robocalls or telemarketing algorithms trying to sell her something. While this is a daily annoyance for many, Jennifer's relationship with robocallers goes even deeper. I work at a bookstore, and for a while, I guess robocallers were spoofing our number because we would get multiple calls each day from people demanding angrily, why did you just call me? And when I said we didn't, they refused to believe me, she says. As strange as this situation was, it wasn't the fact that a robocall agency had stolen her work phone's number that surprised Ryland. It was the fact that all these people had actually answered their phones. It mainly just amazed the, me that people actually call back unknown numbers that called them. She claimed, I assume all unknown numbers are robocalls at this point. 
And indeed, uh, I get these calls from numbers out of town and I will call them and it seems, it seems like inevitably uh, you get a fast, busy signal. This is a, a familiar scenario for most phone-owning Americans. Uh, let's see, in 2018, uh, it's estimated that almost half the calls we receive will be spam, though not all spam calls are robocalls and vice versa. This year, Florida authorities sent out hurricane warnings using robocalls, and doctors, officers, and banks are some of the businesses that use them. But many are scams, and if you think things are better abroad, think again. The caller company ID Haya recently reported that it flagged 85 billion robocalls globally in 2018, a whopping 325% increase. So what can be done to stop it? Illegal robocalls and malicious caller ID spoofing are massive problems facing American consumers and businesses, says Will Wyquist a spokesman for the FCC who says the calls are the FCC's top consumer protection priority. Some solutions that the FCC has launched are improved call blocking rules for phone companies, more reliable call authentication technology, and major fines against call spoofers. In 2018, the FCC fined a Florida man $120,000 million after he made more than $100 million robocalls using this, during the three-month period in 2016. There are several free robocall blocking apps, such as Haya, Robokiller, and Truecaller, which uses database containing known scam numbers to filter incoming calls. Some Americans are using a more drastic method. They've stopped answering their phones entirely. I get a lot of robocalls, so I never answer my phone unless I know the number, says Rylan. Anyone who actually knows me can just text me or leave a message if it's important. Well, it's too bad that people have gotten to the point where they just don't answer the phone. But that's evidently the way it is with certain people. says uh, robocalls are a different breed altogether. In the 1990s and early 2000s, when big companies like Ford and AT&T used telemarketing programs, the mere threat of prosecutions that the do-not-call registry representative was enough to deter them. Today, many robocallers simply don't care. They just don't care. Spoofing or the process of disguising real phone numbers with ones from local area codes gives them the ability to make anonymous calls from anywhere in the world. And the software they use to make the calls is extremely cheap, costing only a fraction of a penny per minute, and that's just if the caller picks up. The proliferation of robocalls has made it less expensive for telemarketers to reach potential customers and for fraudsters to reach potential victims. And indeed, uh, many of these fraudsters... Uh, target older people and try to get in their pocket. And this is a thing that we at Dupree Financial Group take very seriously. It's older people and uh, their financial security uh, for retirement and, and otherwise. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. We're taking a break now. News Radio 630 WLAP. The world, the world is watching. Our message 
Our focus. The issues that matter. 2020. Climate change. Information. Every day. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. I don't see you through the week See you through the window See you next time They were talking On the telephone Back on the Tom Dupree Show, more Van Morrison, and we have them on the other line, the great American John Short. John Short, how are you? How are you doing? Good. Do you ever listen to Bill Cunningham in Cincinnati, the great American? Yes, I do. He is good. Yeah. I, don't have, I haven't called his show in a long time, because I don't hold on two, or three, two and a half to three hours before I get on. Yeah, he's in Cincinnati. You you, you have to hold for a long time to get onto the show. Yes, and that's why I haven't called the show anymore. Not because he's good; he's real good. I don't want to hold on that long. But if he just had me hold on for five or ten minutes and I get on, that'd be fine with me. Yeah, yeah, that's too long to hold. I know. Hope he's listening. Hope he's listening to the time the pre-show. I'm sure he is. I'm absolutely certain he is. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Uh, how are you today? Good. Doing well. Ready for a biggie today. Yeah. We're going by 10 biggins. What time's the game? 3.30. We'll be half hour after the Auburn-Florida game. Because that game's at 1 o'clock. Yeah. How much did Tennessee beat uh, uh, Mississippi State by last night? I don't know. I haven't heard that they pretty bad, but... I haven't heard the, the actual squad. And you know, won our baseball game yesterday. Taking Louisiana State, I never did hear one that game. I think it got uh, uh, postponed, didn't it? For weather. 
didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never won a softball game. I don't know about that either. Yeah, Tennessee didn't beat Mississippi State by much. 83-76. 83-76. Yeah. They beat them 83-76 last night. So. And I heard that my baby wants to sign a bill that people can carry guns without weapons. Carry guns without weapons. Some kind of whatever web bill does, they don't need any web, don't need any permit, that kind. Yeah, you like that bill? I think so. You like that bill? Oh, I don't know. There's some people shouldn't be anywhere near a gun. I know it. I know it. I, I, I know it. Yeah. So, and that thing, I mean, Trump needs to have that wall. Mm-hmm. And there's a terrorist attack in. New Zealand yesterday. Yeah, it was terrible. That's not good. No, it's not good. Well, so. Well, anyway, I don't know if he's going to get the wall or not, but he's sure trying. I know he needs it. I think it's urgent that yeah, he needs that wall. I do too. And Brandon Hannity, he said that Nancy Pelosi's not speaking of the house, but just speaking of the house by name because that new <laughs> woman from New York. Is that what he called her? Yeah, new woman from New York. I can't pronounce her name. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He thinks that she's Speaker of the House now because Nancy Pelosi is Speaker of the House by name, yeah. But he thinks that the other woman is is got more power than Nancy yes. Pelosi. Yeah. She may. Well, we got the volunteers at 3.30 today. That should be a good game. Yeah, my prediction is about 10 minutes. It'll be a close game. Yeah. And it's good to read Travis is back. Yeah, it is good. You didn't think he was coming back at all. No, I didn't. Because once, once the injury happened, I figured they're out for the season. Yeah, I know it. That's why John Wilson came back to do it. I don't think he was injured at all. I think it's just fake. He never has been injured. I don't <laughs> think he really was injured. Okay. So there, there we go. And uh, we need Litter Hamlin to beat. Mike Krzyzewski tonight at 8.30. That needs to happen. You want to see that? Yes. All right. So that's Florida State versus um, Duke. Duke. Okay. Well, John, you're a great American. You're a great American. And I would like to call Billy Cunningham again. I just want to hold on just almost the whole show before I get on. Yeah, I don't blame you. Huh? I don't blame you. I know it. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Welcome. Take care. Bye. That's John Short, the great American. There's a lot on John's mind this morning. Yeah, he had quite a bit going on. By the way, UK baseball, yeah, it was postponed, uh, and they will be doing a doubleheader starting at three today. Okay. In Baton Rouge. Here's something that's uh, interesting. Uh, the college admissions fraud. Unmasking the college admissions fraud. This is from the City Journal, Heather McDonald. The celebrity college admissions cheating example has two clear takeaways. An elite college degree has taken on wildly inflated importance in American society. And the sports industrial complex enjoys wildly inflated power within universities. 33 uh, moguls and TV stars allegedly paid admissions fixer William Singer a total of $25 million 
from 2011 to 2018 to doctor their children's high school resumes, sending students to private SAT and ACT testing sites through false disability claims, for example, where bought-off proctors would raise student scores. If you've not been following this, uh, it's it's kind of a horrifying thing to see what's going on. And, and you've got... Uh, Movie stars who or TV stars who paid to have their children uh, get into certain schools. None of this could have happened if higher education had itself become not become a corrupt institution featuring low classroom standards demands, no core knowledge acquisition, low grading standards, fashionable left wing activism luxury hotel amenities, endless partying, and huge expense. Students often learn virtually nothing during their college years. Think about that. Not learning anything. Going to class and just simply mailing it in. You know, one of the things that I did learn in college, I I was an English literature major. I did learn Shakespeare. Uh, I learned uh, the learned 18th century literature. I learned about William Faulkner, the writer uh, from from Mississippi. Uh, I learned some other things that are not as much use to me. Um, but I, I took away learning from my experience at school. And uh, it's heartbreaking to think of kids going to school and not learning anything, not walking away with having their spirits and their minds expanded. And this is a, we'll talk a little more about this when we come back, but it's, it's just a terrible thing in my opinion. And it parents ought to be horse whipped news radio, six thirty WLAP. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4hems.com supply. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hims has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just 5 bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com supply. That's 4hems.com slash supply for your first month for just five bucks. 4hems.com slash supply. Jerry Lee Lewis's fifth wife, dead. Sid Vicious and Kurt Cobain, also dead. Amy Winehouse, Johnny Cash, and more. Disgraceland is a rock and roll true crime podcast with stories about musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly. It's available now. Hosted by me, Jake Brennan. 
You can listen to Disgraceland on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to all episodes of Disgraceland on the free iHeartRadio app. In New Zealand, the main suspect in Friday's mass shooting at two mosques in Christchurch appeared in court today. Australian citizen Brenton Tarrant is accused of shooting and killing 49 people during Friday prayers. ABC's Will Carr is in Christchurch with more on Tarrant and other suspects taken into custody. Police arrested four people in all. They already let one go. They're trying to figure out if two others have any connection. And then one appeared in court. His alleged crimes are clear. Authorities say he killed 49 people and injured dozens more. They're still trying to figure out if anyone else was involved. Will Carr, ABC News in Christchurch. New Zealand's Prime Minister at a briefing says the suspect obtained guns legally and modified them. President Trump using his first congressional veto to block lawmakers' rejection of his national emergency declaration. Now the issue will be making its way through the courts. Multiple states have filed lawsuits to oppose shifting government funds. Michelle Franz in ABC News. Talk about a nice start to the weekend across the bluegrass as we look ahead for the afternoon hours for your Saturday. Mostly sunny skies went out. It is breezy at times and temperature-wise a little on the chilly side, but overall still nice out there as highs top out in the mid to upper 40s. As we look ahead for tonight, calm conditions will continue. Clear skies and cold temperatures settle in as lows drop off into the mid to upper 20s. For your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP, I'm WKYT meteorologist Chris Johnson. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios. This is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP. Where do people go for top quality name brand jackets, coats, footwear, and outdoor gear? It's JH Outdoor Store. Hi, Doug Flynn for JH Outdoor Store, announcing up to 60% off final winter clearance items. Also, new spring arrivals in clothing and outdoor gear. And our folks are the go-to advisors and fitters for all your outdoor needs. That's 60% off on winter clearance items right now at JH Outdoor Store. Turn between raising canes and windies, JH Outdoor Store. Americans are always on the move. They're in the car, at the office, working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. So how do you connect with all of these moving targets? Easy, with radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week, more than Google, Facebook, even television. Because hey, who has the time to sit and watch TV? So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM radio to work for your company. Even in my own home, I had my own designated space to smoke. If I think about it, it really was like I was punishing myself. A friend of mine said, why wouldn't you just try the Juul? And so I went out and I bought one. The idea of going back to smoking, I couldn't even imagine doing that. I don't think anyone, including myself, thought that I could switch. Carolyn made the switch October 2016. Make the switch at JUUL.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 630 WLAP. Now this is this. His uh, second band. It's what? It was his second band he was involved in. He had a first band. Yeah. And some of those members kind of morphed into them. Yeah. 
But this is, this is the one that put Van Morrison on the bar. Right. And then the doors just completely took it to another level. Yep. Back on the Tom Dupree show. You know, this thing about the college admissions. So it used to be that college was about learning. But uh, in the case of this Lori Laughlin, I did a little research on it. She has this daughter named Olivia Jade Gianuli. She's the daughter of actress Lori Laughlin, Laughlin and fashion designer Massimo Gianuli. And she was, uh, her parents evidently spent $500,000 purchasing fake records to get her admitted to USC as a member of the rowing team, the um, crew team. They put her face on the picture of a, somebody rowing crew. But I looked at Olivia Jade's YouTube page, and what she is, she's an influencer, which means she peddles stuff. Do you know about this? Yeah, I've been kind of reading up on it over <laughs> um, the last few days here. And When I read Internet Influencer, yeah, one, I laughed, and then two, I threw up because this whole thing to me, it's an insult to the parents who actually work their butts off and put their right. kids into college and, and they're digging in their savings and they've been saving all their lives to put their kids through college. And then this, I think this is a slap in the face. But what is it? Here, here's my question. What is it about going to USC that would be worth $500,000 to these parents? Because here's, here's the thing about it, uh, Bo. These are smart people. I mean, supposedly they're not idiots, and they say that it's it's worth a half million bucks to get my daughter in USC, no matter how we do it, whether it's done uh, correctly, whether she got in because of her grades or or her uh, activities or what have you, or because we write a check. It's worth this much to have my kid there. It seems like a calculated business decision on the part of the parents to say, hmm, my daughter's an internet influencer. She's raking in X amount of dollars doing this, you know, from from fashion brands and stuff like that. By getting her uh, stuff on the internet, she must be, you know, she's got a YouTube channel. She's got all these different... Uh, videos of her shopping and buying clothes and maybe the parents felt like that the networking power of her being at usc was going to be worth it for their daughter business-wise i don't know it's it's a great marketing plan yeah what it is and the the level and i don't fully understand it all but the level of complexity to pull this off is pretty great it's obviously – this is where the college has gone from something where it's obviously not about learning. It's not about learning anything new. It's like college as a backdrop or a set design for my internet marketing business. The, the fact that I'm a, a, a student or supposedly a student at the University of Southern California gives me access to maybe – shooting my uh internet uh things there i or the people that i meet other uh children of rich people like my my own family um gives me entrees to sell more stuff 
here's how you could do this. You know, if I'm an internet influencer like uh, this particular individual, all I need to put on my resume is one line: studied at USC, studied right. film and television at USC. Doesn't say I graduated, just studied. Just studied. Study could be anything. That's right. I studied. So the yeah. I also graduated. Studied how to yeah. Well, and and, and I, I worked my tail off. That's there you go. I don't really care about school, this Olivia Jade said, as you guys all know. She was funneled into the University of South Carolina via her mother's $500,000 purchase of fake records. Mommy put up five hundred in cash to get her uh, looking like she was a good candidate for USC, paying off some sports uh, guy in the school. And then they go in in this article to talk about other uh, things that get people in uh, race-based applications. But I I think that the the school thing is uh, is simply uh, um, in this case in the USC case it's a backdrop. It's it's something to add to your resume. It's something that will make you look more plausible to others. And th- this is not the only thing that happened. Uh, the unquenchable desire of college admissions officers to engineer racial diversity. So they're worried about uh, getting their racial quotas up to a certain level led to a cheating scandal far more consequential than this one. Michael Landry and his wife ran a college prep school in Brobridge, Louisiana, that subjected its students to sadistic physical abuse and emotional humiliation while inventing their college credentials out of whole cloth. The transcripts that Landry fabricated adopted every trope of the holistic admissions process used to override the admission standards applied to most Asian and white applicants. See, um, <laughs> colleges are now biased against Asians and against white people. They're, they're telling them that there are too many of you all and that uh, we want more black applicants. When in, indeed, uh, what happens is that many of these people get there and they find that they're really not equipped uh, to study at the level that some of these schools allow to study. So they have to beep up their uh, <laughs> um, mental health experts, you know, to deal with the depression and the burnout that, that occurs in some cases, um, and that's what this this article is saying, many of the school's graduates experience psychological difficulties at their colleges. When you're put in a place that you don't belong by false uh, pretenses, then you will suffer stress from having been there falsely. You know, because you're in classes that are over your head. Now, that what happens is that some of these schools, if they're going to do this game that they're playing and going to compromise their values in order to let anybody in, 
based on money or whatever, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with the fallout of it, or either that or compromise your standards. You know what Cal says about UK? It's not for everybody. Well, college is not for everybody. That's right. It's it, it's not. And when you get to college, you know, hopefully your freshman year, the way I approached it, you learn how to get better your sophomore year. You learn how to study more. You learn how to schedule. You learn time management. You learn all those things that you can apply in the business world and when you're out on your own. And either you get it or you don't. Yeah. And that's where you flunk out. That's right. And You, you know, know what, though, Bo? I heard something. That's Elizabeth, by yeah. the way. I was talking to somebody last night about this subject because – you know, it's on everybody's minds. People are baffled. Um, we have a friend that's a dean at Florida State, and he told um, us that they're not plunking people out like they used to, which is a shocking fact. Um, that was the big fear. You know, if you went to college, you had to make it work. And apparently now uh, professors are not given much below C's, and they're wanting their tenure, and it, the bad grades are a reflection on them, they think, instead of the student. And, you know, the, I think the whole system is becoming more and more broken, and this is just Well, you got parents of it. Yeah. that are uh, – you remember when, when I was um, – I, I had a small stint as the radio announcer – well, not the radio, the PA announcer – for a small school here in Lexington, their baseball program. And so I was the guy on the on the mic, public uh, the PA system announcing the batters and things like this. And <clears throat> there was a fly ball that was hit, and there were three of our players around it, and none of them jumped in to catch it, and it fell in for a base hit. Any one of them could have got it. So I said over the PA system, come on, guys, you, you know, you can do better than that. That caused an outrage among the parents that I would have said something about against their child. It's amazing nowadays, you know, my parents would have done anything. Uh, well, they weren't that interested in my athletic career, such as it was, but they would not have ever been triggered by somebody saying something negative about me they would say maybe it'll serve to grow him up a little bit today parents are so concerned about potentially going against their kids or somebody uh saying something harmful to their kids that they'll fight you over any corrective measures and i'm sure that comes into the classroom uh that that Univers when you've got mommies still trying to get in the ear of college coaches to get their son more playing time, I'm sure college professors that give the kid a D minus because that's what he or she deserves probably hear from the parents. And if the parents are giving money to the school, uh, it's the same thing. And so where is the truth in all of it? The fact is the kids don't get anything out of it, and they, they end up entitled brats. When I came home my freshman year, uh, first semester at Georgetown, and I had an incomplete in uh, English, my parents were like, now, I mean, they, they didn't take me out back and horsewhip me, but it was, you're on your own. If you're going to flunk out, if you can't figure it out, we're done. We're right. not, not going to pay for this and, and put you four years through college just for you to do whatever. And second semester, I had to straighten up and figure it out right and, and I did and I really had to work hard and 
you know, there's there's no accountability anymore. There's none. Yeah. And, and and I told him, I said, this this is on me. I didn't turn in a couple of papers. It wasn't the fact I didn't go to class. I went to class. It was just some things I had to improve on. And I worked my tail off to figure it out. There you go. And, and the professor didn't give me any leeway whatsoever. Because life doesn't give me any leeway. Right. right. You know, get out, find a job. Figure yeah. out how you're going to supplement your income. Everything you guys talk about in the second hour. That's right. Exactly. It all goes hand in hand. And that's, you know, the other thing is, too, not to change the subject too much on this, but this goes into athletics, too. If you read the list of coaches involved in this deal, this college. Oh, absolutely. Deal, yeah, it was the fraud. That's how deep it is. Got into them paying college. Well, those guys were taking money to act like the kid could be on the team when indeed they were never going to be on the team. And how the colleges themselves don't know about this, I don't understand. Because I think they are in some ways complicit. They act like, oh, we didn't know this was going on. The fact is, how could they have not known it was going on? That's a failure. That's an institutional failure, failure to supervise. That's called an institutional failure. In my business, it can cost you your license. So... And we're one of the most regulated businesses out there. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, we just need to change our titles here. Uh, media influencers. That's you and me. it. There you go. Media we're, influencers. We're influencing at least five people right now. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. What's now? Right now. North Korea. Michael Cohen. What's next? What happened next? Steel wall. To be president of the United States. Prime Minister Netanyahu. What's history? Made history today. It's what matters. What's What's going on? On News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Photographer smile, take a break for a while, take a rest, do your very best, take five money. Back on the Tom Dupree show. All right, well, I had to get around to Trump. Got to. Can't do an hour without getting on to Trump. This is an article by a guy named uh, George Bardmesser. He's an attorney in Washington, D.C. It's a damn shame I have to wait another 20 months to vote for President Trump. I wish I could do it now, twice, or better yet, in many jurisdictions as it, as it can, preferably in every swing district, in every swing state. I'm a middle-of-the-road 
Republican who voted for Trump with the utmost reluctance in 2016. He sure wasn't perfect. Was I worried? Hell yeah. I was depressed. Yes. But what were my options? Hillary, Jill Stein? Seriously? Trump wasn't my first choice or my second choice or my third choice. But by the time November 2016 rolled around, Trump was the only choice on the menu. So I swallowed hard, took a leap of faith, and pulled the lever for the Donald. (laughs) Um, But today, every single Democrat I can name is working overtime to make certain that I will pull the lever for Trump again, and with both hands this time. Trump need not worry about locking down my vote. The Democrats are doing all the heavy lifting. Every time the Democrats and the media allies peddle another end-of-the-Trump-presidency bombshell, I laugh hysterically. If I laughed any harder, people would think I was having an epileptic seizure. I can't even keep track of half the revelations that were supposed to bring Trump to an ignominious end. Even the Democrats forget about most of them within days. Say what? This is a Trump scandal because apparently the former massage parlor owner posed with Trump and various Republicans who knew or spoken to him. So he talks about Stormy Daniels or Michael Cohen. Then he gets into uh, the Democratic uh, field. That gets us to the next installment. You seriously want me to vote for Kamala Harris? And you say that Cory Spartacus Booker is just like Kamala, only better and balder? Are you kidding me? Bernie, really? This grumpy, near-octogenarian public service millionaire with three mansions is running for the presidency in the wrong country. All his best ideas have already been put into practice in Venezuela. This is a guy who pseudo-honeymooned in the USSR two years before it collapsed and didn't notice that people were waiting in mile-long lines for literally everything. This is a guy who has never met a Stalinist dictator he couldn't be best friends with. Bernie doesn't need to pretend he's a complete crank. He is a complete crank. I will personally call every one of my friends, neighbors, and acquaintances and beg them to vote for Trump. I will even offer to come and wash their cars while in the nude. If only they'd vote for Trump. Uh, No thanks on that one. Did someone say Warren? Warren, the first Cherokee candidate? That Warren? Doesn't she now want reparations not for just African Americans, but for Native Americans? Where, oh, where is that lever to pull for Trump? Biden, the creepy old guy who likes to massage women and 13-year-old girls in public. That guy? I have a 19-year-old daughter, and I sure hope he never goes anywhere near her. But I do hope he runs. It feels like he's been running for president in every election since Eisenhower. Can he lurch far enough to the left this time to satisfy the woke-up police? I doubt it. Ilhan Omar, maybe she should run for president too. Nancy suggests that Omar is a good person who is simply too ignorant to understand what her words mean. I disagree. 
Omar is only saying what all the other Democrats are thinking. Yes, she's anti-Semitic. Yes, she is totally mainstream within the Democratic Party. (coughs) Excuse me. I see this nutter fest, and let me tell you, dear Grandma Democrats, I am as motivated as I can get. And it makes sense what this guy's saying, that the only thing separating us from the socialist scum that wants to take over our lives are really the Senate and Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, Trump. And if they think, you know, they, they want to try to uh, win back the Senate, this sort of thing, good luck. They're already saying they're not going to pursue impeachment. That they don't want to do it. It's going to be too much to put the country through. And that Trump is not worth impeaching. Democrats' civil war between progressives and moderates will bring 2020 Trump victory. This is by James Robbins, an opinion columnist. A civil war in the Democratic Party between old school liberals and progressive firebrands heated up last week, leaving establishment forces in full retreat. What began as an attempted gentle slap at freshman member who was offending the powers that be turned into a rout, leaving progressive forces commanding the field. On Thursday, after the House passed a non-binding anti-hate speech resolution, that um, that under ordinary circumstances would hardly be news. However, the original language condemning anti-Semitism, a direct response to persistent anti-Jewish dog whistling by Representative Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, faced strong resistance from progressive and African Americans and was broadened into generic condemnation of hate speech that let Omar off the hook. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi came looking weak and ineffective, displaying no ability to control her raucous caucus. House Majority Whip James Clyburn had to walk back comments he made that seemed to suggest that Jews should just get over the Holocaust already. And this episode raises the question, What will the Democratic leadership do the next time one of their flashy progressive flirts with anti-Semitic language? Judging by recent history, we will soon find out. So this is interesting because the Jews have been big supporters of uh, the Democratic Party. Are they going to still be that way with uh, the anti-Semitism that's going on? Jewish people who have any sense should vote for Trump. He's he's going to stand between you and anti-Semitism. Stay with us. Mike Johnson's here. It's News Radio 630 WAP.